0: Jesus said, But about that day and hour no one knows, neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. For as the days of Noah were, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, they were marrying, and they were giving themselves in marriage until the day Noah entered the ark, and they knew nothing until the floods came and swept them all away. So too will be the coming of the Son of Man. Then two will be in the field, one will be taken, and one will be left. Two women will be grinding meal together, one will be taken, and one will be left. Keep awake, therefore, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known at what part of the night the thief was coming, he would not have let his house be broken into. Therefore, you also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. The Gospel of the Lord. So there is a family of pranksters and practical jokers that shows up in my social media feeds pretty regularly, which I suppose means that I waste enough of my time watching their ridiculous TikToks and reels and whatnot that the mysterious algorithms of the online universe keep pushing these little videos in my direction. Anyway, here is a clip of what I'm talking about and how these... So, stat of the dishwasher, kids. Other than wondering how they can laugh and smile about that every single time that they get scared or surprised by a confetti gun or a balloon full of shaving cream or an explosion of colored powder. I wonder about what a pain in the butt it would be to clean that mess up every single time. And I wonder too what it's like to live knowing that someone is always trying to surprise you or scare you and then capture it all on video for the world to see. And maybe it is a stretch, but it made me think about Jesus and this morning's gospel and all that talk about what it means to be ready, to keep awake, about not knowing the day or the hour and living like the unexpected is coming at any given moment all of the time. And all that made me think about the many billboards and Burma shave signs that you see between central Indiana and Northwest Ohio on Thanksgiving weekend warning you to get right with Jesus or get ready for your eternal damnation. Despite what some Christians do with passages like the one we just heard from Matthew's Gospel, I do not imagine it was Jesus' intention to provoke our anxiety, or to make us lose more sleep, or to simply scare us away from hell and into heaven. I also don't think we're supposed to make predictions about how in the world or when in the world our lives in it are going to end, as too many others do with readings like what we heard in Matthew's gospel today. I trust the fact that Jesus said neither he nor the angels knew when that would be. So I think that lets me off the hook and you off the hook and anyone who suggests they know otherwise is pretending that they know more than they can or should or possibly could know according to Jesus himself. Instead, I like to think that a loving, compassionate Jesus could see people going through the motions in their lives in this world on autopilot or living unconsciously or unaware of or in denial about what was going on in the world around them. And I imagine this loving and compassionate Jesus wanted the people of his day and you and me too to wake up and pay a different, more faithful kind of attention to how we live and to what surrounds us in this life and to God's place and presence always in the midst of it all. See, the people Jesus refers to in this morning's gospel weren't necessarily doing anything wrong or sinful when everything around them changed. The people of Noah's day, at least according to Jesus, were just living their lives, eating and drinking and making merry and getting married, The people in Jesus' day would presumably be doing the same, just working in the fields, in the kitchen, or getting a good night's sleep even when the end of it all comes to pass. So, what if the invitation for us today isn't to live with more anxiety or fear or superstition or a sad kind of resignation about how and when all of this will end, Or that the end will come at all, like someone's waiting around every corner or behind every door with some kind of cosmic surprise or prank or opportunity to finish us off. What if the invitation for us today is to live instead with a holy kind of joy and vigilance, with a faithful kind of hope and expectation about all of it and about how we might live differently In the meantime, what if instead of running from or wringing our hands over what scares us most, we acknowledge that those fears exist and we trust that God is bigger and stronger than any of those fears ever could be? What if instead of rushing through our lives, keeping so busy and staying so distracted, we slow down every once in a while? Stopped working, stopped grinding more often. Stopped keeping up with the Joneses, stopped pleasing all of the people all of the time. What if we just stopped and let God find and surprise us more often? What if instead of being so bold and so brave in the face of our struggles, what if instead of reaching for our bootstraps and demanding that others find theirs too, We let ourselves and each other be vulnerable. What if we shared the truth and the fullness of what burdens us? And then what if we shared the load of all those burdens together more often? I have a hunch that the unexpected thing about the coming of the Son of Man isn't just going to be the day or the hour of the end of it all. I have a hunch that no matter how much we preach and teach and try to practice the grace we proclaim as followers of Jesus, that the fullness of that grace, the complete, pure, utter richness of God's love, is what will still manage to catch us off guard, unaware, unprepared, and thoroughly by surprise. In the end. But I also think God wants us to keep our eyes and our hearts and our lives open to experiencing it, that kind of grace and love, I mean, in the meantime, right where we live, too. Because the promise and the blessing and the hope of Christmas is that God comes down and that God joins us for every bit of our lives in this world, not just the ending or on the other side of heaven. Jesus is born. Heaven comes to earth. God in Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit, walks before and beside and behind us every step of the way on this side of eternity, not just the next. So what if being ready for Jesus to show up Is it just about the end of time or even just the coming of another Christmas? What if waiting for Jesus, keeping awake, being prepared and making things ready for God to live and move and breathe among us, what if all of that wasn't just a special occasion reserved for the season of Advent or for the 12 days of Christmas? What if all this candle lighting and gift giving and generous living, what if all of this repenting and praying and Hope-filled expectation was a way of life for God's people. What if we lived kind of like that family of pranksters and practical jokers, as though God could surprise us with love and with mercy and with forgiveness at every turn? What if we worked to surprise others with that kind of love and mercy and forgiveness? and grace more often too. And what if all of it was no joke? Every day would be more faithful and righteous and more filled with grace. Every day would include more love and more joy and more laughter. Every day would be filled with a greater peace of mind and it might just lead to the kind of peace we're always praying for. And every day would be filled with the new life that was and that is and that is to come in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus.